Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park I've spent countless, countless minutes syncing stuff up. Or so, yeah. I think I did an entire speech one time that was like five minutes long, and I loved it so much that I left it all in. And yeah, the guys were that, yeah. the guys were like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's great, but yeah, let's cut this and this and this. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I actually am Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hi. We write for Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and do other various things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Hey, thanks for holding down the fort, guys. Hey, hey, thanks for coming back. <laughs> I didn't realize when I left that I was not only handing over the like the hosting duties to Danae, but actually that she would steal my identity. I had no yeah. idea. So <laughs> I would like that back now, please. Oh. <laughs> I would like access to my bank accounts again. Oh, Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I'm sure you're you're uh, very open to giving those back after you looked. Yeah, and saw it was what super was disappointing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite line on that was Janae saying, "I mean, he's super rich, is he?" <laughs> no, what do I not know <laughs> nothing. I do appreciate it. I really do. It's not. It's nice to be able to, you know, take a break, take a week off, and you know, know that everything kind of keep trucking along. So I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to be leaving town That's soon. That's true. Yeah. Are you going to be gone next week? I think I'll. No, I think I'll be here next week. But within the next month, I think I'll be gone two weeks in a row. Yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to bring in the, another token female. Well, <laughs> well, that's weird because I was just about to say, well, Jeremy hasn't joined us yet, but I don't know that Jeremy can be our token female. He can try. There is nothing token about you, Danae. <laughs> Thanks. I, thank you. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, we'll try to get Jeremy on when you're gone. Or somebody. It's only fair. I got Chris. Yeah, we've had Chris and Barrett. Because Chris said, he was like, the only reason I'm coming on is because Aaron's not going to be there. <laughs> that guy makes exactly. me crazy. Uh, no, but he came on. I mean, I don't even know if we talked about this. He came on like at the last second because uh, we just had to kind of change things up a little bit. And uh, he was very gracious. And uh, yeah, you would have thought he had prepared for like a week. So. I, I will tell you, if here's, here's a little behind the scenes thing that uh, just a free bonus. Uh, man, are the people who work for Cinema Sins awesome? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I I knew Jeremy pretty well before I worked for Cinema Sins, but I didn't know Barrett or Chris or you, Jonathan, really. And getting to know everybody, I've really come to discover like what top notch humans this crew is made up of, and that's just really encouraging. Like, they go out of their way, they work hard. They, I just, I don't know, I've been really impressed. Mm-hmm. So it's been. I it's, agree one hundred percent. Same with you. 
It's one of the reasons when there's like CinemaSins hate that I, I get the like if you don't like the content kind of thing. But if it's actually like a personal attack on the people, I will stand up just because I'm like, look, I know these people and they're some of the most generous, amazing people I've ever met. Which is like a scene from a movie where when somebody stands up and they keep standing and they keep standing and they keep standing. Because like if, if Aaron stands up, it's like a, a seven <laughs> foot tall stand up. So well, it's very, and it's very. Like, I, people can't see him on Twitter, but it is interesting that when he does that, though, like people just shut up. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like if I do that, I just get more tweets at me. But when Aaron does, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> I don't know. I tried it. There, there was an interesting case. I guess we can talk about this. There was an. I actually got uh, called out by name by a Cinema Sins hater, a fairly prominent Cinema Sins hater on Twitter this week. Um, oh, good. oh, I didn't see this. Is that well, going to happen to me someday? It, very likely. Oh, very likely. I'm going to have to work on. But my, here's the thing. My inner strength. But here's the thing. I think what you have to. What I'm learning is you have to discern between people who are just looking for a publicity. Uh, they want to use, you know, our audience as a way to get more eyeballs on, you know, their negativity or whatever. Right. Um, or anti-cinemas and stuff. Or two, they're just looking for a fight. Anti-cinematics. Mm-hmm. They're just, yeah. And an- the anti-cinematics. Cin- cinema- cinematics. Cin- I'm not sure we're there yet. Anti-cinematics. But you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Close. That, that was it. But if That we- was a poor man toe. Well done, Danae. I'm so good at learning. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Nobody has any idea what you're talking about, because we didn't talk about portmanteaus in this episode yet. But once you get to the outtakes, maybe. Well, anyone who knows what a portmanteau is <laughs> well, will true. know what I'm talking about. Uh, so anyways, or they're looking to pick a fight. And in this case, I think he was just looking to pick a fight. I didn't I didn't really f- see anything uh, in his uh, tweet that was open to any kind of mutual understanding or conversation. Mm-hmm. And so in those cases, of course, we're not going to respond. Like, what's the point in responding to something like that? But if there is somebody who actually wants to have a conversation about what we do or wants some insight, I have no problem having those conversations. Uh, and oh, yeah, there, for sure. There's somebody I respect and follow on Twitter who just posted something quickly about, you know, CinemaSins has some explaining to do or something like that. And I did. I, I kind of did a, mm-hmm. a little tweet. What do they call it? A thread. Uh, just kind of explaining how I see the writing process at CinemaSins and those kind of things, just in case he or anyone else actually wanted to have an open conversation about it. Well, so. he's totally not listening to this podcast, but um, <laughs> well. <laughs> and we're not calling him out, but um that still irritated, and I think I even commented on your tweet. What you said was great. What he said still irritated me because it, my wife and I joke around about we call this is Facebook related, but when people will we call vague book, yeah, where it's just kind of like, oh God, I could just die today or something like that. You know, it's like what you know what a what a horrible year this has been, and then that's all they say. You know, right. And it's just stuff like that just always like what like what are you referring to when you say that? Like, yeah, and like, it's it's often just a call for attention sometimes, yeah, for you know, sure. it's, just, it's it's a call for I like the feeling I get when people empathize with me. I like the feeling I get when, you know, people say, oh, I, I hope things are OK. You know, I'll be thinking about you. I'll be praying for you. You know, like they mm-hmm. like that feeling. There's a it's funny in the uh, in the church world. This is called an unspoken prayer request. <laughs> like, And there are those people who they every, you know, every. Every week at church, like I've got an unspoken, you know, it's like, okay, that's cool. Do you know what that means, Jonathan? You could just tell that to God. Yeah. Yeah. That means that you don't want to say it out loud and you still want to have people pray for you. But... Oh, no, no. Yeah. 13 years of Church of Christ school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's well, right. Well aware. <laughs> well aware. Yeah. I think there is, uh, there's wisdom in remaining silent sometimes. Especially on Twitter. 
That is what I'm saying. So I didn't say a word. I didn't. And don't go looking for it. It's not a big deal. It really isn't. Um, no, it definitely wasn't. Not at all. And and it's one of those things where, you know, for what we do, we're trying to make you laugh. And if you're having a good time, that's all there is. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Don't don't watch it. If you don't find us funny, that's fine. Let's yeah, let's have a conversation about that. Yeah, no worries. You None know, at all. Or if there's something, you know, more specific. But I if you're just have... if you're just being mean, I mean, it's just like uh, what you teach your kids. Just walk away. I used to have a lot of time and energy uh for caring about what people think about me and then I had a kid. Now I have no time. <laughs> yeah. I I have no time <laughs> at all. Well, well Twitter Twitter can be such a fun place and I've I mean I've legit genuinely made friends and and that's probably one of the only reasons I don't I'm still on there. Right. Yeah. Um but it is tough sometimes and especially like I mean I kind of get the political angle like I kind of get the political stuff where people are really mad mm-hmm. but I don't really get it with like like movies and sports. Right. The just the anger about entertainment yeah uh, yeah like i i've i've said like something like you know oh hey the cubs won awesome and just got like personally attacked well yeah as a cubs fan i mean you deserve <laughs> it you know I'm just saying, but it, or whatever your team is or whatever but it's just it's it's just an it's just insane to me like i kind of want to go back to not knowing that there were a lot of uh, movie fans out there <laughs> some days. Well, it's it's difficult for me because I am super naive and I'm super optimistic. And I'm, I'm one of those people that think that there's an opportunity for unity and redemption in every single relationship. I actually believe that. And so it's it's one of those weird things where, you know, something will happen like this comment. And I'll be like, I can fix this. I can have unity with mm-hmm. this person. If I say that, if I bring them into a mutual understanding and I just have to drop, I just, you know, being as public as we are, it's mm-hmm. just the best response often is not a response. And I'm yeah, learning and that's, that. And that's something I had to get used to because yeah. I'd never been in that much of a public forum before where I, you know, and, um, yeah. and I just, I think about my own personal Twitter account. Like I don't have anywhere near, you know, the followers that like cinema sends, music video sends, TV sense has, but at the same time, that's still, it's listed. I'm a writer for cinema sends and right. So, Mine is uh, two now yeah. and I, and I have gained 50 people. Since I, nice. Yeah, I am. On I'm the almost rise. to a thousand. I'm so close to a thousand. It's like, yeah. We'll just let's just do a, a quick self promotion here. Follow us all on Twitter follow, right now. Follow if me. you're on Twitter, even if you're not on Twitter, go make an account just so you can follow us and then never check it. And then DM me and say this is just for you. This is all about they, the numbers. That's all it's about. Stroke. Ten accounts. Uh, yeah, we'd all love to. I I want to be at. Uh, I'm just gonna say fifty thousand followers. Let's, let's oh, just, just wow. you know if. If just 50,000 people could follow me. Let's see. If I need 50,000 followers, it means I only need about, what, 50,000 more before I'm there. So we should yeah, be good. I'm, um, I'm good with 1,000. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I'm I'm at 654. Nice. I'd like to get to 655. Okay. That works. You know, I like well, to make really goals. Funny. Like I, yeah, I'm at 950 something, I think. But it's really um, on Letterboxd. I have my Letterboxd account. I've had a bunch of people start following me on there recently. Like I've just had a spike in Letterbox followers, but I don't really do anything on Letterbox yeah. except like except like log what movie I saw that day. Social media. So like now I'm like now I feel pressured. Like, do I need to start writing reviews? And- no, you don't. Uh, I, social <laughs> social media is hilarious because uh, get this, I have seven hundred in some followers on Pinterest. I've nice. never even downloaded Pinterest. I have never <laughs> even been. To, I think I went to Pinterest once 
because there was a link. Like mm-hmm. it just it's hilarious that uh, the way social media works sometimes. So it's all robots anyway. Hey, remember whenever you wanted to start the show, Aaron? <laughs> we started. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've started. <laughs> would, sure. would you like to get into uh, get into the heart of the show? Let's do it. Um, okay. But not yet. Oh. A big announcement. <gasps> Can I do a big announcement? Oh, oh, yep. oh, oh. Let's make noises in the background while you do that. Like the appropriate big announcement noise. Then what, I don't what, know what those are. Yeah, what boom, are those? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you mean boom, soundtrack? Boom. Yeah, noises. It's all you. It's all, I mean, noise. Go ahead. You can continue on. <clears throat> boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You can't make me laugh. Starting. <laughs> In September, TV Sins is going to two videos a week. That's going to be fun. So, uh, so that I wasn't listening. What's the announcement? <laughs> we're doing two TV Sins videos a week starting in September. Uh-huh. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to have one of the days of the week be our typical pilots doing different types of pilots. And then on the other day of the week, which I think we're looking at, uh, we're doing Mondays right now. I think we're going to do Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, and I think on Wednesdays, we're going to do a run of a particular show. So oh. uh, it's going to be really fun. It'll yeah. give us opportunity to do both things. So we can do individual pilots as well as spend a lot of time on shows that people love. So Yeah, I mean, that's our that's our initial plan. I mean, subject to change, obviously, of course. If, we just, if we decide we want to do something else <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> of course. But this right is... now, that's what we're doing. And it, yeah, we picked a really good show, I think, to start off with. So mm-hmm. that'll be exciting. We did? Yeah, we're going to be there for people, for sure. <laughs> That's where you clap. That's you. I think you're missing a clap. And um, no, there's four. I think it's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, four. It's four. Yeah, it's yeah, four. It's four. Okay. Let's do it together. I'll do five. You do four. <laughs> this is this is the high quality content that you come to behind the scenes and we, for. And we might be. I, I don't know if we can say this or not. You can cut this out if you want. But we might. And we might be doing uh, in TV terms. They would call it a crossover. Ooh, yes, that's true. Another big announcement. I'm super confused about that, and I work here. I don't think that's going to be revealing too much information. Uh, yeah, big crossover event coming in September as well. See, getting more specific. Yeah. I thought talking about like a f- crossover. You can't just say the else. title. Oh, now, now, just, now, you're, now you're just giving guys. away the title. <laughs> Are you going to bleep it? Are you going to bleep all the clapping, too? <laughs> no. The hints are fine. Obvious hints are fine. Okay. I just can't say, F-. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Because you're going to bleep Thank it. Thank you for all the editing work. All right. Let's get into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show or movie in general. Uh, Let's kick it off with TV Sins from last week. It was Gotham, the Batman show. Uh, I believe all of us wrote on this. The Batman show. (laughs) As if there was only one. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't written on anything for a couple weeks. I'm like, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what did we think of Gotham? What a show to come back on. Now, Danae, you were a fan of Gotham, weren't you? Or at least you watched it for a while what did you think of the show did i watched the first and i think the second season and i I, like the first season was interesting because it was new you're trying to figure out where something is going and then i feel like it went off the rails in season two for me kind of i don't know it just it's really strange plot developments and stuff that you just kind of don't see coming my husband wanted to watch the uh 
And when I say stuff that you don't see coming, I mean in a bad way. <laughs> <Sometimes, laughs> yeah, that can be a good thing sometimes. <laughs> it can be a good thing. My husband really wanted to watch season three. So I caught like glimpses of it. And even he was wondering why he was still watching it. So then we just kind of put it down. Which honestly, that was sort of a lot of the commentary that we got um, in the mm-hmm. chats on Discord too. Just as when Gotham released, there was comments about the same thing. Like I was in, but then very quickly got out i was out quick yeah. i think i watched the first six episodes maybe and then i was done yeah i just it's i watched the good. first season it's not good i, I made did. it through the first season but i just but at the end of it i remember i was i was struggling yeah these are characters that i loved batman um returns was my favorite cartoon mm-hmm. well there was batman the animated series that's what i'm talking about it was it just okay. called batman yeah, the animated series yeah, Batman Returns was a movie. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, Batman, the animated series from like the 90s. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, that was my like, that was my jam. That and uh, Transformers, super loved. Rainbow Bright was great because I loved the <laughs> rainbow. But did, did you guys, speaking of Batman, the animated series, did you guys see the announcement this weekend that the voice of Batman on that, Kevin Conroy, is actually going to be playing Batman on... Uh, the CW, they're doing a, I guess they're doing an Elseworlds crossover oh, with yeah. their DC shows. No, I didn't see that. And so he's actually going to play the live, because he's got a great voice, um, and he's going to play the live action uh, older Batman. Well, that could be weird, you know, like yeah. uh, you think of like H. John Benjamin playing a live action uh, Archer, Archer, and it doesn't yeah. quite work. <laughs> so, yeah. My point was that this was my first fall in love with superhero it wasn't superman it wasn't x-men although i did love the x-men animations mm-hmm. in the 90s too but it was for me it was batman and and mm-hmm. so for the other movies that i've seen as time has gone on i really haven't enjoyed something a lot uh, i did like the dark knight a ton when that came out i was thrilled with that movie mm-hmm. um rarely have i jumped up at the end of a movie and gone yes and that was one of them because I was just so excited to see like a new take on Batman. Yeah. So for Gotham to be a series on TV and I was thinking, oh, this is really interesting. Kind of more of that gritty real life feel to it. And it just kept stretching and just the plot stretches and stuff. It just didn't make any sense to me. I, it seemed to me it was so much more interested in winking at us than actually giving us quality content. You know, like it, it just like as many of the characters as they tried to squeeze in, like in the pilot, there's, you know, a dozen or so references, even to the Joker. You know, there's a stand-up comedian who's like, obviously supposed to be a reference to the Joker. And I think she even says something about him being a Joker anyways. uh, So it's, it's just, I don't know. It just, it was more interested in Mm -hmm. like playing to the crowd than it was in actually telling good stories. At least that's how it felt to me. It felt like, yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because I believe, Fish Mooney, the Jada Pinkett Smith character you're referring to, I don't think that's an... I think they created that character for the show. Right. right. Which I think is totally fine to, to have like oh, a, yeah, a, sure. a new universe and new characters and the mm-hmm. children are, you know, our, our favorites are young and so they're going to grow up into their personality and and that's, that's fun, but I don't think I realize just how much there's a good plot story that's missing from these it's just like okay now we're gonna make this guy go over here and you know barbara's character is a really good example of that as the series kind of goes on she just turns into this loony person and who is barbara anyway you know like it's just <laughs> i don't know it, well i mean she eventually becomes what batgirl batwoman yeah i don't that's that's oh. the other thing is i don't, I don't know, know where the comics go and so 
if the the show alludes to that stuff, I'm clueless. I think it's a really good cast. I um, do too. I actually really like a lot of this cast. Yeah, I, I like Ben McKenzie. I love Donald Logue. Uh, ben McKenzie actually got tagged by somebody. I, did you see that on Twitter? No. Uh, yeah, somebody uh, retweeted the, the 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 link we posted for the video and tagged said like ha ha and tagged Ben McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yes, but, Barbara Gordon becomes Batgirl. Sean Pertwee is a really interesting character actor. He plays Alfred. Uh, Robin Lord Taylor, I think, is great as the Penguin. I don't know after the first season what they did with that character, but. He's a really interesting uh, take on it. Yeah, but see, if the show had just focused on a really cool penguin story, let's say, mm-hmm. for the first season, you know, like something really interesting, an interesting detective story for, you know, the season for Jim Gordon to figure out like that. Instead, it's just like um, not only is the penguin here, but this character's here and this character's here. And, you know, oh, I bet that's I bet that's uh, the cat oh, woman that's going to be growing up. When she when he goes to the to the uh, the apartment for Ivy, the girl answers and says, <laughs> "I'm Ivy." I audibly screamed, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah, that. And I remembered that from like when I watched the pilot when it premiered, and I'm pretty sure I was irritated then too. I was just, oh for sure kidding me because at that point we've been introduced to future Catwoman. Yep. Future Batman, Riddler, um, who Riddler, who works at the police station, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and Penguin, mm-hmm. uh, Falcone, yeah, and then and then plus Alfred and 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 Bruce Wayne. I mean, even though this yeah. show's supposed to not be about Batman, it's totally about Batman. Well, in every time. Everybody says their full names yeah. in this entire pilot. It's just yeah. like, how many times is the full name Bruce Wayne said in this pilot? I just realized there's a part of me that whenever you see young Batman and young Catwoman and young Ivy, I want them all to get together like in a Muppet baby style <laughs> where they're sort of like... They have the same daycare. Yeah. <laughs> like put them in the same daycare and see how their relationships develop from an early age. So at this point they'd be in what, like middle school <laughs> yeah. maybe or grade school? And that's the thing I'm also confused by, I guess, like for Bat, like it, the the fact that I didn't... You want, you want my so-called Gotham? Is basically yeah, what my you, so-called Gotham. Where they're all in school together, and then like Barbara Gordon, who is much older than them, uh-huh. even and she's Batgirl. I guess she'd be like their babysitter or something. Sure, yeah. I should redo the next one. Maybe the English teacher, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> James Gordon's the principal. He's, uh, he's building. <laughs> yes. See, this is good. Uh, saved by the bat. I don't know. I was really disappointed watching it again. Um, since it's been so long and thinking about all the potential that I was really hoping for the first yeah. time I watched it, knowing that it didn't really develop into anything. And yeah, there are some really interesting characters and some good acting, you know, absolutely. But I just kind of found the whole thing. Uh, it fell apart even more for me this yeah. time. And sometimes you watch something, you're like, oh, I hope I remembered this wrong. And in this case, no. I nope. No, it was a fun video, though. I did enjoy yeah, writing for it. I, I got a, I got a chance to throw in an Electoral College slam in there, which made me very happy. Yeah, you got some heat for that in the comments. Too. Did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Bring it on. <laughs> Electoral College is outdated. Yeah, this is it. one of the ones I would say is one of the more fun ones I've written on. Yeah, I really um, had a good time, too. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, maybe it's just the superhero stuff. I don't know, but... Um, or maybe they just offer more things that we can poke fun at. I, I don't know, but yeah, those do seem to be a little more fun. Um, 
and a little a little I guess easier than like say the the, the serious dramas we've tried and <laughs> yeah one of my other favorite things in this uh, in this uh, pilot that I put in the sins video is Donald Logue uh, is he's talking about a plot point about somebody having shiny shoes but the way he says shiny shoes mother of God feels like that's like an exclamation and I swear I'm going to use that in other videos like just shiny have the narrative like, shiny shoes mother, <laughs> of, mother God. of God. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, good stuff. Tim Burton inventing Batman, of course, was very funny. <laughs> Which yeah. Danae even referenced that, I think, in the last episode of the podcast. Thank you. And then I was like, I feel weird for saying that because somebody might think that I was serious, but that's okay. Yeah, I just, I love emphasizing the narrator's ignorance sometimes, like his love of movies beyond all other things, because we will do sins about, you know, uh, auxiliary material will not matter. You know, the books don't matter, that kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, if the comics don't matter, Tim Burton invented Batman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Although for us, I suppose Adam West probably should have invented Batman. From a behind-the-scenes perspective uh, in writing this script with you guys, I really liked the um, the sin about the roof-running superhero ri- posing, mm-hmm. sprinting. That was Aaron. Yeah. yeah, because I guess that's kind of like a recurring style thing of just the superhero pose and uh and then there's another one uh the quintessential like r- rooftop gunfight thing you know mm-hmm. where it hits all those different moments oh, the, that was the edited. string of cliches yeah and that was edited so well together just to sort of show visually that this is exactly or the chase that starts mm-hmm. goes to the kitchen and every single cop who comes in to an apartment where somebody's trying to escape they're going to escape through a window they're going to go down a fire mm-hmm. case you know and then it adds in the be in a kitchen so you can grab a knife and it's just yeah it's just cliche after well, cliche and then, and then we, and we tweet when we tweet it we uh we send this but it was really funny too because then you get the you get the generic thing later where the you know the wife or whatever is like well he would never sh- kill anybody it's like he <laughs> was just trying to ki- he was just yeah. trying to kill who Gordon. wrote that one? Did you write that one, Jonathan? I think we mentioned I it a couple so. times. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that was a good point. It, I love that part in the writing process, too. I'm like, good point. I didn't think about that. But he did just try to kill him. Like, that was a really good one. And, yeah. well, and, that's, and that's usually the case in a lot of these I've noticed where they just, you know, they just seem to overlook the fact that, but yeah, but he was just shooting at the cop that was chasing him. So. We all had several on that, I think, because um, yeah. I think that, in fact, my last sin was... And I think I don't I don't remember this may have gotten cut um, or maybe in there. I can't remember. Anyways, the the line is we killed an innocent man. And then my mm-hmm. sin was who was about to stab yes. you. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, I think that I think that's still in there. Is it? In there? Yeah, that's still in because there. That's the, I mean, that's the whole thing with this character. Everybody's trying to act like they did something wrong. And I'm yeah. like, who did anything wrong? That guy had a knife about to plunge into your heart. I, the writing, the combination of the writing process is, is interesting because you'll have uh, all of us or some of us thinking from the same perspective and then it's just finding the best way to deliver it in a, in a joke form. And that yeah. was one of them where I I wrote some long thing about, but over here you said this and over here you said this. So why mm-hmm. are you feeling this way? And then you're mm-hmm. just, just like, but he tried to kill you. I'm like, oh, that's an easier way to say it. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> a nice little opportunity concise. for a, a nice behind the scenes uh, idea of how we process scripts. Have we talked about the alts, how we do alts and that kind of thing yet on the show? I don't think specifically mentioned I don't think so, So no. basically, if everybody writes the same sin or a similar, if two people write a similar sin for the same moment, which happens, by the way, a, a lot. lot. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover because a mm. lot of these things are obvious. Because we are Borg. <laughs> right. We are one. We are hive mind. We are hive mind. Uh, so when that happens, 
what we will do in the combine process where we take all the scripts and put them together is we will call those alts. So basically there will be uh, one of them listed, then it'll say alt, and then the other one's listed. And in some cases where there's three writers, there may be three, like the time where we all wrote BlackBerry, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Although we didn't need an alt for that. Nope, nope. But I, but I put one in the script anyway because yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so then during the notes process, we will each vote for the one we think encapsulates the, the sin the best. Or we might do a combine where we take the first sentence of the first one and the second sentence of the second one. Or we might do an also if we feel like it's two separate points. Um, so, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting way to, to kind of ponder when we're all seeing the same thing. So that's how that works. I always try to do a combine on those. If I see them, I'm like, I want everyone's sin to win. <laughs> yes, that is Well, you. it's really funny. I don't know if this is the same for you or Aaron, but when we first started, when I first started writing and like I was working with like Chris or Barrett or whoever, and they would send me and they'd be an alt, I would have a hard time not picking theirs just because like, I'm, I'm not going to be that asshole. It's like, I want mine. <laughs> Mine's better. Oh my goodness. I'm exactly the opposite. I was just like, take mine. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you kind of have a, a moment too where sometimes a question will come up on one of your sins and and you sort of have to fight for it. it's not the right word but you have to explain it more mm-hmm. so that you can really decide okay maybe if you wrote it differently it would make more sense mm-hmm. and that actually happened to me i can't remember what script it was but i wrote one and i think it was on how to train your dragon and it didn't make the cut because it didn't make a lot of sense and so i spent like five minutes trying to rewrite it and i didn't know if it made it into the final script and when it did i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah woo-hoo! like there's nobody in the room it's just me you it's know? Fa- creative uh, collaboration is fascinating and it's one of those things where you have to have a huge level of trust you have to have a huge level of authenticity with the people you work with you have to be able to say yeah i actually think mine's better here and you have to be able to say no yours is way better than mine here you kind of have to drop those ideas of ego but, and but you pride don't say and- yours is crap that's not no, okay. No. Okay. No. I just want, not that anyone has ever done that. <laughs> I, I remember very early on, especially because I was trying, I was learning so much about, you know, the narrator's voice and how it works uh, that I very much, my first, I would say, few months of scripts would ask about certain cuts. Hey, why mm-hmm. did this sin get cut? Why, you know, mm-hmm. what didn't you like about this? And that was a very educational process for me to go, oh, okay, the narrator doesn't usually speak in this way or that's, so that's, smart. that's not really a this works, you know, sin because of this reason. I just or, took it all personal and cried my pillow for a month. <laughs> that's that's a, sm- a much better way of handling that. <laughs> And even like when you're talking about the alts, one thing I thought about, sometimes it's not even, you don't want like five or six really quick ones. Right. But you also don't want five or six really long ones. Right. In a, you know, like you kind of want to, you want a nice mix. So sometimes even on those, I look at it more as both of these are equal, but what comes before and what comes after. Yeah. And because like one might be wordier than the other one. So sometimes I'll put that note like I would go with yours. Mine's a little wordy and we've got, you know, this before it and this exactly. after it. So yeah, sometimes it has nothing to do with which one's better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's another thing I learned was about the rhythm of the script yeah. and the idea that if you've got a cliche sin here, you probably don't want another cliche sin, you know, within a few sins. And you probably don't want more than two cliche sins in an entire yeah. script. It's like a rhythm thing. Yeah, there's a rhythm to it. And so you reword that stuff. If you've got five cliche sins, that doesn't mean you get rid of 
you know, three of those sins, you may just rewrite a few of them so that they aren't, you know, such and such, such and such cliche kind of thing. So, and this conversation is so much more interesting than the pilot of Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. All right, let's move on uh, to the cinema sins. First uh, of the week was gone in 60 seconds. Uh, This was a Scott share Mm -hmm. uh, joint. Uh, So Jeremy and Barrett wrote on this. Uh, Basically, this was fast and furious before fast and furious existed uh, with Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it was a year before. Fast and Furious came out. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty, uh, you know, close. And it's kind of a remake. I've never seen the earlier film called Gone in 60 Seconds. I think it's, from what I understand, I think it's, I think they just kind of stole the title. Or maybe originally it was going to be more of a remake than it ended up being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, uh, they completely redid an adult film called Gone in sixty seconds. Wow, Aaron, um, <laughs> that would have been a good joke. Thanks, thanks. Uh, if only I, you had written. If on only this I one. had written on this one, there would have been a premature ejaculation joke. Uh, all right, so what did you think about uh, Gone in sixty seconds? Have you guys seen it, Danae? Uh, I have actually, but it's been a very, very long time. Mm. Um, and I, w- I, there was one particular joke while watching it that was about um, giving Angelina Jolie a really profound performance around all the horny men. And when I was younger watching this, I just remember thinking, oh, she's so beautiful. I want to be like that. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, that is trash. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not she is trash, but no, her the, way she, her, the way her character yeah. is treated. Yeah. yeah. Or just the sexualized person. You know, I, I'm not attracted to that person that persona anymore like whenever you're little you like you kind of look up to these Mm -hmm. beautiful women so that's why you know i would hang out with guys and suck their fingers during lunch all the time wow joke that was a joke I just, I just um, realized as soon as got, I said that, it got, got really awkward. I got to tell you, I've, I've worked with Danae a long time now, and she has this thing. And it doesn't matter where. It could be you know on a podcast. It could be a mixed company, whatever. could be a church. It could be a church. <laughs> could be where she will do something that she knows is is kind of a, like a sexual innuendo or, or whatever, but she doesn't realize like the impact it has on frying the dude's brains around her. And so I have watched many, many dudes have their brains fried by Danae okay. just saying the simplest things. Per, let's just, just for a quick second, <laughs> I need to go into this a little further. First of all, in that situation, I was just being funny. But yes, that was one of those moments in this. There was this one well, time. Not, I'm not saying it's intentional. No, it's it's totally always just to be stupid and funny. No, like one time we were talking about, I don't know, I think it was like the Little Mermaid or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, and she flips her hair like this. And I just flipped my hair. I think it was technically, a sh- it was like all of a sudden you were in one of those shampoo commercials. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> I don't remember, but I I flipped my hair and when I like r- like got my head sort of back up where it's at normal uh, height and I'm looking around at the guys around me, they're all staring at me like with this blank <laughs> stare. And I realized that somehow in their man brain, I was naked in a shower flipping my hair around. And I was like, well, OK, I guess I'll see you later. <laughs> Just kind of like didn't mean to do that. Sorry about that. Anyway, but yeah. that does happen in the movie. Like she does suck. On I know it was a direct screen, reference. So yes, you it weren't was, just like. Thank you. It was a direct yeah. reference. God, being a woman with curves is hard. <laughs> Can't have any fun. <laughs> um, I actually rewatched it yesterday because I had not seen it since then, and so I thought I would be able to talk about it a little better if I actually rewatched it. it it's it's pretty bad. You watched the whole movie? Yeah, I just watched it yesterday morning on purpose. <laughs> Well, to talk about it on the podcast. I mean, Man, that's really uh, good. I just watched the videos. Am I supposed to watch the whole movie? 
No, hey, that's oh, up okay. to you. No, it's you, totally up to you. you do, no, no, you no, have, that's just, just you have, this was one where I felt like it might help if I refamiliarize myself with it. Okay, and, and, and was it? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, I have, I mean, I could talk about it for a while because it's a very interesting movie in a lot of ways. Um, much like Gotham, this has a great cast. Was this Bruckenheimer in Simpson? I don't know. No, it, Gary Bruckenheimer. I don't even. I'm not even going to look. It, it was up. a Watkins share. <laughs> no, it was. It no, was actually these, Scott share. Oh, it was a Scott share. But these action movies, these types of action movies, were huge in the late '90s, and Nicolas Cage was a big part of them because he had done The Rock, he had done Con Air, he had done Face Off. Yeah. But I thought this was a bigger hit. And then I looked it up, and it really wasn't at all. It it cost like 90 million, and it made like 100 million. Wow. In the States. Um, so it was not a hit. So I guess that's probably why we didn't see a whole lot more of these. But my God, like Robert Duvall is in this freaking movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, Giovanni Ribisi and Angelina Jolie and Nick Cage. But the Angelina Jolie character is so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, She's she does not need to be there. She's yeah. the token hot girl. Yeah. It, it but, is an but unfortunate they don't even stereotype. Use her, they don't even use her well in that scenario. And she has no chemistry with Nicolas Cage, which is mentioned in the Sins video. But can I There's ask actually, a question, like a I genuine question? Huh? Who, who does Nick Cage have good chemistry with in any other movie? I mean, he had really good chemistry. I mean, this is kind of a weird one, but he had really good chemistry with um, Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, Elizabeth Shue? Oh, I haven't seen Elizabeth that one. Elizabeth Shue. I mean, I think they for, I mean, you know, I think he had good chemistry with Sarah Jessica Parker. I think he has great chemistry with the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, and actually, I mean, the the lead actress in National Treasure. I mean, I think I don't know. Like this, just this just felt weird. And what made it even weirder was there are like two really small scenes with Angelina Jolie and Scott Kahn. Like they barely even speak to each other. Yeah. And they have a million times more chemistry <laughs> than than her and Nicolas yeah. Cage do. Yeah. Who spend like twenty minutes in the movie, but she's barely in the movie. Like she's in maybe fifteen minutes of the movie. I, you know, it's crazy. It is crazy for me. Gone in sixty seconds. I, I felt uh, about it very much the same way I felt about Fast and the original Fast and Furious. Is that I'm just it just doesn't interest me. I'm not that guy that gets mm-hmm. into oh fast cars and you know oh you know I, I love an action movie as much as the next guy, but not yeah. if it doesn't mean anything. Um, and so, you know, for me, if it's going to be just like straight action that doesn't mean anything, it better be so over the top that I am laughing my butt off. Uh, for instance, Fast and Furious has become that, right? Like where it's so yeah. over the top that it's just it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Or uh, the latest John Wick is kind of like that. It's so over mm-hmm. the top, the action stuff in it that, you know, that, that you don't have to worry about. Uh, the story or the message or anything like that. You're just having a good time because they're throwing a bunch of knives at each other. So, Well, and, and action movies rely a lot more on uh, directing and the way a scene is shot than I think most people realize. And this movie is shot terribly. Yeah, it's it's just not fun uh, to watch. Yeah, it's really hard. To, you don't even know what's going on in the chase scenes. They're not, they're not interesting. I mean, at least in – I mean, all the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, Fast and Furious movies are better than this. I mean, I'm not a huge car person either. I'm not a huge Fast and Furious fan, although I've enjoyed some of them. I enjoy them more than the the A team of cinema sets. <laughs> yeah, sure. me too. Me too. Yeah. Um and um I actually just watched uh, last night oddly enough, I watched Too Fast Too Furious because it was on and I had never seen that one. 
Um, and while that would never be like something I would talk about as being like one of my favorite movies, it was uh, it was a perfectly fine time to spend 90 minutes. You know, it's a perfectly fine movie to spend 90 minutes with. Yeah. Uh, whereas Gone in 60 Seconds was not, you know, so I mean, I don't know. Uh, I thought of just really I thought nothing of one. in this movie. Works. You thought of one? I thought of one. Nicholas Cage and Meg Ryan in City of Angels. Okay. Man, I do not remember that movie. I know I saw it. It's only because of Sarah McLaughlin. The Atlantis Morissette song, I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I literally remember like maybe 12 to 15 seconds of the movie in its entirety. <laughs> but for some reason, I love it because of that song. Yeah, I'm that person. I really enjoyed this video. I think it's hilarious. It's great. Well written. Um, I do have to stand up for pronouncing s'more, some more because it comes from some more. And as somebody who pronounces Wednesday, Wednesday, you know, like the, the, you pronounce things the way that they come from. Right. But then sometimes you just can't pronounce things correctly and it's hard. Yeah. You know, like regularly. Say that one, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I also like this video, although I found it to be confusing too because it was you know it's a shorter condensed version of the whole movie you don't watch cinema sins videos to watch the whole movie no, no it's not about that i know i know some of my favorite sins was the uh, list of names like that we're okay with his name uh like memphis reigns yeah but like why not call him lexington snow augusta sunshine nashville twangarama <laughs> just these random things twangarama twang twangarama is that what I think, it was? yeah the nashville twangarama is that something real no oh okay i mean it is now and then uh, I think the next line was like, how can I stomach these other names that are from movies, but mm-hmm. not this one? And like, there was Bonanza Jelly Bean. And I was like, is that a real thing? Is that really from? I, I don't know what's real anymore. It was the only one he listed that I wasn't sure. I knew all the others in the movies they were from, but I, I actually don't remember that one. Did, Jonathan, do you know, is that a real name or a fake one thrown into the real ones? What was what was it again? It was uh, like Bonanza uh, Jelly Bean. Bonanza Jelly Bean. I, I did not know that. Okay, a um, uh, quick it very search. Well, I'm sure it is, but I did not know. Well, that. I don't know, because sometimes we'll throw a fake thing in amongst real ones, and I think it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, one of the first times I ever did this was in the uh, Baby Driver video, where I was uh, listing all the places the fingerprints would have mm-hmm. ended up uh, if they had actually you know, done this heist or whatever, and one of the ones I listed was the the air violin that he plays. Like, that's, that's always... <laughs> That's funny. Like that's always fun for me to list a, a um, stupid thing amongst the real stuff. It's real. It's from even cowboy cowgirls get the blues. Wow. There's a oh, character that named makes sense. Bananza yeah. Jelly I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. So, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. That's that's a that's a that's an early Gus Van Sant movie where um, it's based on a book, I believe. But um, uh, Uma Thurman plays a woman with like I believe she has like obscenely large hands. Interesting. I <laughs> want to say it's something like that. Um, but uh, just look, I was looking real quick, though. Nick Cage, though, just in general, has a ton of weird names. In movies? Yeah. Or just Nicolas like, Cage in, in general? Just saying it over and over again but, gets but progressively Memphis stranger. But does, does stand out. as Because I mean, like, in Face Off, he's Caster Troy. In Con Air, he's Cameron Poe. Mm-hmm. In The Rock, he's Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> um, he's Bill Furpo in Trapped in Paradise. <laughs> Bill Furpo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a great name. <laughs> yeah, oh. that probably was like not. It wouldn't have been a good call, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's also kind of like the Gotham thing, where they feel like they have to say his whole name all the time, and it just yeah. it just sounds yeah. forced. I also like that you guys tried to name the what? What is it? What's the Wilhelm Diner? Yeah. Oh, that was a great sin. I enjoyed that too. 
Yeah. And because I don't watch a ton of movies and, and even if I do, I immediately forget them or try to. I wouldn't have realized that there was like one diner for all. Yeah. So I love that you guys just know that stuff. That sort of blows my mind. Somebody yeah, I knows- don't usually I don't usually pick up on stuff like that either, like locations. I mean, there are some things like I know, like the there's like those famous caves or uh, rock formations and outside of L.A. that get used for like all the Star Trek fight scenes, planet scenes and stuff like. Yeah. that. Like I definitely would never notice that diner. Yeah. Even in the um, comments, somebody said it was also in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So I just think yeah. that stuff that is fascinating. It's just locations that are used a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fascinating. I like that they pointed out that morticians and coroners are always eating sandwiches. Right. <laughs> I hate that. That is something that has bugged me my entire life because yeah, it's, just, it's, it's so gross. And I'm one of those people that like I I am very weird about my environment when I'm eating. Okay, I thought you were going to say, like, I'm one of those people that is very mm-hmm. okay with morticians and, you know. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> body cavities so I, in so general. So this might affect me more than most people because, I, like I said, like I, can't, like, I can't eat at a pool. Oh. Um, just as an example of something weird. There's something about, like, people being wet and it, I don't know. I'm weird. My yeah. wife tells me this every day. I love, but, uh, I love eating in the shower. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, no. If you eat something or drink something in the shower, it has a totally different like feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's because you got shampoo on it. Aaron. <laughs> no, is that the taste? That's of taste? See, I don't. Yeah, see, I don't think I could eat in a bathroom either. <laughs> no, nope, nope. That's even though for you're me. in the shower and you're not doing something else, that still happens in that room. I just realized I should probably plead the fifth on this entire conversation, so uh, we should <laughs> we should probably move on. I did have one joke that I laughed out loud on. Sure, uh, that was the um, characters that kind of kept repeating themselves, and then the joke was, "What are you, yeah, yeah, from the Sandlot?" Uh huh. I laughed so hard because I actually understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love- yeah, you're definitely the right age for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, was, that was my jam. Oh, and I also the, uh, laughed- My favorite thing, though, was be- just because this is something I think of every time I watch this actor perform, but they said, can't tell if Kip is on drugs or just an asshole. That is every Giovanni Ribisi performance. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And he's a great actor. Like, I'm by no means knocking his acting i mean well he's a good actor i don't know if he's great but he's a good actor like i enjoy him i love uh, sneaky pete by the way i think he's great in yeah that. sneaky pete's excellent yeah yeah i i but just, that's the same thing in that like i mean i i don't know what he's you know i mean he he could very well be on drugs yeah know. yeah we don't know the other one that i cracked up on was i'm a bad man and then the joke was I, you said actor wrong yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. It, rude and like really hurtful, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the music video sin for the week. DJ Khaled featuring, uh, I don't know how to pronounce. Is it SZA? Uh, I S-Z-A? think so, yeah. Uh, Just Us is the name of the video and or the name of the music video, uh, I should say. And well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so Chris talked about this on the last podcast, on the, the episode he guessed it on, so I guess this is okay to talk about, but, um, you know, just to reiterate, um, YouTube sometimes is a little uh, funny about, uh, or uh, not YouTube, but um, the people involved with music sometimes. Yeah, the claims can, process. Claims process on the YouTube videos is really difficult when it comes to using music. And last week, you know, we did the... Uh, music from behind and Chris explained that the main reason that came out sooner than we planned on it coming out was because the video that we were going to release that week got claimed Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get it out. Right. So that happened again. (laughs) 
So what, what I love about this video is because Barrett did this, obviously, I, I didn't. But what I love about this video is I like to think that, like, this is a this is kind of like a double whammy of just uh, DJ Khaled is a just an absolutely ridiculous person and he's made so much money off just basically like standing behind a DJ table and saying yeah and so but also I like to think that Barrett's getting some of his frustration out on his videos getting blocked yeah that's what I think it is I think there's a lot of it on that too um, it's kind of one of those things you can only do once right you yeah know? like it's just like okay you know, this is the time this is when we're gonna do this joke and it's glorious I and we can get yeah we can get more into that in the comments but it went over well too I specifically love the k at yeah. the end it's hilarious yeah. I don't know why I don't know what it, but just the way he finishes that is just, I don't know. It's it just made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. <laughs> uh, if, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, it is just one expletive. That's the entire sins video in 5,000 sins. It's the expletive that ends in, k- in case you, <laughs> in case you needed that emphasized. Well, there are a few. Oh. Well. In fact, that is the most common ending for expletives. Duck. Uh-huh. Duck is another Muck. one. <laughs> they don't all have a U. Brick. Uh, <laughs> Right. Man, are you having to bleep all of these because they're real bad? <laughs> That's funny if I would bleep them all and just leave the cut on the end of each one. Yeah. I have no idea what actual words you're saying. <laughs> oh, this is good as done. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You nailed them all today. I didn't know you had that blue of a vocabulary. That's amazing. Actually, I did know that. Yes, you do. Um, of all people on the earth. Yeah, I'm well You've aware. You've worked with me for eight years now. Mm-hmm. You've heard them all. Indeed, I have. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this one? I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if there's anywhere else to go. It. It's very funny. It is funny. Yeah, I'm glad that it went over so well. That's the one thing I would say is that yeah. I really love the comment section and just how everyone had a good time with it. Uh, so there you go. There's that one. And then finally, Cinema Sins uh, ended the week last week with Monster House. Uh, Jonathan, you did write on this uh, along with Jeremy. So this is a Scott Watkins joint. Uh, I just got to say, I love this movie. I I remember really, really enjoying this movie when it came out. Um, Perfect little kid thriller, which is perfect for me because I don't like the bloated body on the floor. (laughs) Well, it wasn't really a bloated body. What was it then? I mean, it was a it was a concrete like kind of thing. Yeah, this is also this is one of the first movies my daughter fell in love with. Yeah, uh, is, is that so, clear in the movie? Huh? Like that it's concrete? Just curious. I think they even mention it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's 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 supposed to just be concrete. Okay, it looked it looks very much like a bloated body. That's okay. A, and so Got I was it. very. And then I'm like, wow, this oh, is super yeah, no, dark. It's definitely like she's under something. Yeah. Okay. No, it's concrete. Okay. Yeah. All right, carry on. You were saying, <laughs> or like, I guess you're a grave, or however you want to, you know, yeah. phrase it. But, yeah. It was, um, yeah. It was like yeah, a this decoration. Is one of my movies like oh. my daughter and I just. Uh, so I've seen it a million times because it was like one of like three or four movies. Um, and she's actually she was a big Coraline fan, too, which a lot of people like I know, like I, it's always funny because Barrett has said like on the Sincast a few times that he think Coral he thinks Coraline is too dark for children to watch. And then I immediately like texted him one time when he said that I was like, yeah, this was totally Mackenzie's favorite movie when she was like five. Yeah. But I think that kids but I think the thing we don't realize is as adults, we're getting things out of it that kids aren't. Oh, sure. It's, yeah, it's more for them. It's visual and, you know, and, and things of that nature. And it's fun. It's scary, like in a fun way, I guess, because my daughter doesn't really like typically like scary things, but she just fell in love with this movie for some reason. And so we watched it um, a ton. And I think it's I think it's great. I think it's just a nice it's a nice 
little story yeah. uh, that makes sense and you understand what's going on and what, you know, the characters has a nice little twist to it. You know, the story is interesting. Uh, it's hilarious. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the comments I'm going to bring up later uh, mentions a joke that we didn't put in the sins video. And it, it reminded me of some of the hilarious jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for 2006, it was actually pretty impressive. Some of that CG on the house, especially is just yeah. really well done. I agree. I think that, I think everything about the creation of the house and the way they use the house where it's its own thing and it has teeth and it has a tongue and the, yeah. the uvula and all yeah. that stuff is so creative. And, um, but in the noting process, on the edit, uh, Barrett and Jeremy did uh, were were working on it with me. Uh, Barrett mentioned that he thought the animation was bad. I, I don't really think it is. It's not it's, other than the faces. It's 2019 bad, but it's not 2006 bad. Yeah, I guess. I I guess yeah, I guess for 2019, I guess they could look at it that way. But I don't know. I just there's something about it. I, like I said, the faces, and I did write that sin about the you know the faces being creepy. Mm-hmm. Um. But I love the house itself. Like I love everything they do with the with the house. But yeah, you're correct. That would look okay. way different today. Okay, I can't go on anymore. Was the dog okay in the end, or did the dog die? Oh no, no, those dogs got eaten. Really? What a terrible movie. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's a, that is one thing about it. I mean, you have to you like talk about having to suspend your disbelief. A, and we mentioned this a few times in the video. There's no one ever in that neighborhood. No. So the house ate them all. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, no one ever comes out. It's like I don't know if. I don't know what you're – I mean, it's just always the kids and there's no adults around. I mean, the one kid, his parents leave for the weekend or for a couple of days. We should just rename this podcast to Aaron and Jonathan explain a movie to Danae. <laughs> because I have so many questions about this movie. Maybe I should just go read up on but it yeah, like no, I but like this, I mean, the way they make it seem like this this movie has just killed all these – this house has just killed so, all these people. So this and, lady and like, was and, mad. And no and one's she, ever been the wiser. The, the lady died and – angry and became an angry house and wanted to eat everybody is that the premise of the movie kind of ish yeah you know there is another option today i don't want to watch it okay okay <laughs> so you can watch it uh, now there is there is one of the people does like there is a like a is that post credits where he climbs out i can't remember I think that is post credits. So they kind of they kind of leave up the possibility that there are some people and you never like you don't see like a I don't. I don't want to. I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess we're talking about the video. There, I guess we're, spoilers are kind of there. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, so there is a possibility that some of the, the people did survive. But they definitely only. But they only show one person come yep. out, and it's so not a dog. Know. Nope. Dang it. Yeah, you know, it's a person. It's not uh. a dog. And it's like the it's like the least likable person <laughs> in the movie. I do like that uh, Jeremy sings in this uh, this since video. Yeah, that's he fun. sings mm-hmm. if I want if I if I want to or if you want to, I can save you. Yeah, that's this is so something fun. I need to do better because I will have moments in writing where uh, I will want to do an outtake that is music because something in the movie is uh-huh. a direct line from a song or whatever. And I've stopped doing those outtakes because of copyright claim issues oh, with yeah, songs yeah. is so much, you know, great. You could just have Jeremy sing but it. But I could just have Jeremy sing it. Yeah. Like, that's the new option. Oh, my God. He's going to hate us so much. We're just going to turn him into, like, a musical guy. If you think Jeremy hates those sins, you don't know Jeremy very well. I also laughed out loud on this one. Um, there was a series of sins, and the sin was, well, he's not wrong. But it was, like, this nice pause before delivery. Oh, that delivery. was great. Um, that one cracked me The up. one where he's, like, uh, making the armpit gesture and me like... And then there's, like... This About authority. Yeah. He's like, authority's all... <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Chowder. <laughs> it's so good. Chowder. I also like the chicken giblets uh, one, or yeah. what's it, chicken livers, yeah. whatever it was. Like, they're clearly roses, like old dried up roses, but they definitely look like little bits of chicken. Uh, and so it's like he's kind of scanning around in mm-hmm. the dark with a flashlight, and it's like, okay, there's a map, there's chicken giblet, there's, there's uh-huh. another piece of chicken. <laughs> Gizzards. Well, gizzard. Uh, and I wrote the one on the. Oh, I'm sorry, Danae. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No. I was to say I wrote the one where he says the you know get off my lawn and it's Jeremy from Cinema Sense, Chris from Cinema Sense, Bear <laughs> yeah. from Cinema Sense. I really didn't know if he would keep that, <laughs> but I was so happy he did. Yeah, that was a good one. That's funny. And then the one I wrote about, which we already talked about Coraline, but the one I wrote where it was for anyone who thinks Coraline is a fucked up movie for kids, let me introduce you to Monster House. That was actually kind of, since I've already talked about my daughter, that was actually kind of a uh, a sin for her yeah. in my own subtle way. Right. Because um, this is a video I actually let her watch. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Do we make it through all of them? I think we're through them. Oh, um, yeah. So we're going to move on to Keeping Tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey podcast peeps, it's me again. Um mm-hmm. those are my dog. Mm-hmm. Those are my uh every time I I talk wow is this how Aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this I just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out 
The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Is that is that the? Uh, I don't know. Okay, we should. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do keeping tabs now. We're going to pick some uh, things that we searched for these videos that maybe we think is hilarious or uh, wonderful or embarrassing. Uh, also, this would be a place for any possible um, cuts that you wanted to bring up. You know, sins that got cut from videos that you wanted to mention can come in here as well. I will say right off the bat, I only wrote on Gotham here, and there wasn't a ton of stuff from me. So, Jonathan, you might have to carry the day here because uh... I have five on Gotham. Oh, really? Five? So- <laughs> oh, great! Good. That's yeah. Excellent. I didn't actually. I put one small one on Gotham, but I didn't kind of. I kind of left that one alone since I knew you guys. All right. Well, I'm going to do mine, and then you two can go back and forth. Yeah, Does we'll that make, just talk that for an sense? hour. So the only thing that was somewhat embarrassing that I searched. There's a moment in Gotham where uh, there are these scantily clad women just stretching behind for like. <laughs> 10 minutes they're stretching 45 so, years so i googled how long do strippers have to stretch um, <laughs> oh no it's just so, like an athlete man just, it is that's basically the answer i got was you just they are me. athletes <laughs> i just realized how bad of an idea that would be for me to text you hey Janae, how long do you think strippers stretch before they go out You're and strip a girl <laughs> I've You've never... got the aerial hair flip down. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Exactly. You're you know how to awkward. suck a finger. Yeah, you're you're really overly sexual in the wrong and inappropriate moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that next time today. <laughs> oh that's, that's even better than keeping tabs. Oh, shoot. And then I'll be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Why would I know? I've never been a stripper. <laughs> uh, anyhow, the answer is, uh, yeah, they're basically athletes. And they they uh, pole dancing takes a lot of stretching. So mm-hmm. they have to stretch for a while. And so maybe stamina. it shouldn't have been a sin. But yeah, it was and, a long and time. skill and talent. Yes, yes. Stick up it for was the weird though. Once I mean, I, it's not something I probably would have noticed without you writing that sin. But it's like uh, I assisted with the edit on that one, and so like I was watching that a few times, and it it it's just they keep making all these different movements behind them, and like oh, it's it's they're so adjusting them, their stuff, and yeah. <laughs> it's so obviously titillation. That is yeah. it, that is what the show is doing for those eight minutes. It has nothing to do with the accurate representation of dancers needing to stretch. My favorite part of that sin making it into the the final cut mm-hmm. is that we decided to keep the arrow pointing to them as if it was needed. <laughs> the entire joke is like, these people have been on stage stretching for five minutes, but why? You know, like, why not uh-huh. do anything else? Why not just take a break? You're in right. high heels. They right. suck. Like, but why do you need an arrow to point to it? And that was my, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so the fact that you kept it in just cracked me up. I was like, this, is this arrow really no, needed here? No, these scantily clad women. <laughs> As opposed to the invisible ones in the lower left of it's your like, screen. It's like that false humility where it's like, oh, I would have never seen them if it weren't for the arrow. <laughs> you, you wrote that <laughs> I know. in the comments. Today, I would have never even noticed. <laughs> oh, wait, you did do the edit on this one. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I, yeah. I, I can't even remember half it's the okay. time. Who, no, it's what. fine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one of mine on Gotham was, what are the water tanks on the rooftops for? Oh. Because they are everywhere in the opening scene mm-hmm. of this as she's running across the rooftops. Yeah. And I kind of wondered if it's like, this is a cliche thing, so we're just going to CGI them all over the place just to give interest to the... That's to a big the, city thing, right? It is, and I didn't know that. So I learned that in the big cities, 
obviously water supply is kind of important and mm-hmm. it, and so they have like you have to have rooftop water access that sort of helps with the with the whole pipes and plumbing and everything yeah which i didn't know so that's well why you know there. smaller towns have just big water towers yeah right but you can't necessarily do that in a no a metropolis right so so yeah. that that's they're actually important it wasn't just a little like oh, we'll just do this yeah anyway that was one of mine or if you ever need to drown a superhero whose weakness is water that's uh that's what else they're good for just as a random example that <laughs> probably doesn't apply to anything but I know you and it does, and I don't know the reference, and it's going to bother me. So I'm going to ask you about that later. Okay, fair enough. Okay. What about uh, you? Um, for um, Monster House, I wrote a sin where uh, one of the characters, the girl, char- the female character, Jenny, asks, why would he build her a shrine if he murdered her? The sin I ended up writing was, well, Jenny, I can give you at least 200 Lifetime movie channel titles to check out to help you understand better. But what I did, I was at one at one point. I was actually thinking about just working in movie titles, so I looked up Lifetime movie titles. Oh, and, nice! Yeah, so they're amazing. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I ended up. So the ones I found that I thought were fun were uh, Cyber Seduction, nice, uh, Coed Call Girl, of course, Men of Christmas, which is actually just like a light supposed to be a lighthearted Christmas romp. But what a weird title <laughs> for that. The Twelve uh, Men of Liz Christmas. Liz and Dick. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, about Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. This one only sounds weird because they chose to leave the author's name in it, but it's Danielle Steele's daddy. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's great. If they had just gone with daddy, it would have been fine. But, Maybe. Yeah, uh, Psycho Granny, 15 and Pregnant. Inspector wait, Mom. wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Was that yeah. one title, Psycho Granny 15 and Pregnant? No, no, sorry, yes. Okay, Psycho Granny right. is one title. That makes more sense. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm glad we went back and clarified that one. One I thought was hilarious that I think I have to watch immediately was called To Be Fat Like Me, and it's Kaylee Kuoko in a fat suit. Oh, that sounds very insensitive. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And then um, there was one, this is a full title, Baby Monitor, Sound of Fear. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite was obviously my stepson, my lover. Oh, Lanta. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, yeah, Lifetime. Yeah, Thanks, Lifetime. Stuff, so, uh, Jeez. What else you got, Danae? Um, I also forgot them. I looked up Famous Screams, um, which is right. where I found the CSI scream. I was like, oh, yeah. That's so perfect. That, that was amazing. That one turned out so much better than I imagined it oh, for an outtake. Oh, perfect. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, when I edited that, originally they had put it in there and like you could tell that he stopped screaming before the scream stopped. Mm -hmm. And I just stretched the video just (gasps) enough that it synced up perfectly with uh, the length of his scream. Oh, beautiful. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, it's it was hilarious. That's one where you write it in an outtake and then you see it happening. um, And it is just it's perfection that you did that like you inspired yeah <laughs> and so no, you feel like perfect. extra special about yourself it, for about 10 minutes i have spent i've spent countless countless minutes syncing stuff up or so, yeah i think i did an entire speech one time that was like five minutes long and i loved it so much that i left it all in and the I guys were that, yeah. the guys were like uh no <laughs> <laughs> no that's great but yeah let's cut this and this and this <laughs> i've thought about starting like a separate twitter account 
Yeah. That would would that would just be like just the outtakes. Just maybe? the outtakes. Oh, I and love that. Because that, that kind of stuff can go viral, I think, in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. and then you just like you know oh, cut those fun. into like little clips and tweet them. What else you got, uh, Jonathan? The only other like actual. Uh, I had some cut sins, but the only other open tab I had was Gotham, just because like, and I don't know why I didn't think about this, but I, I, they said something about Chinatown, and then so I looked up, does Gotham have a Chinatown? But what was interesting was like, there's like, there are just so many pages upon pages of people that have like detailed like Gotham. Oh yeah, like map. Which it I out. guess I shouldn't really be surprised by that, but like um, uh, like Middle Earth style, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Like, with like all I the maps. guess people have just taken like the comics and the movies and the shows and everything, and just kind of come up with like their own. It's like, well, people do that with Springfield too in The Simpsons, which it looks mm-hmm. like this like insane town. Like if it was really what the way they have everything in the show, yeah. And it's kind of the same thing here, but um, yeah, Gotham has a Chinatown. Of course they so, do. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also looked up uh, about Gotham and, you know, like, because you can see very familiar skylines in the background and it's basically mm-hmm. an alternate New York. Right. So I gave it a lot of grace for that. Um, I looked up how does yellow lighting affect your mood? Because my joke was that there's a monopoly on the yellow lighting in Gotham. It's true. It's every a, light every is single, yellow. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. So every time there's a, there's a view of the skyline, it's all yellow lighting. And I was like, you know what? I think this might be why people turn into evil people. It's because they're affected by yellow lighting. Because mm. lighting does affect your mood. Sure. So then I went on this research about that. I also went on another similar research, like kind of like the more metaphysical research with the look into the two middle fingers being the same length. <laughs> which was also my joke. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I just happened to pause it right whenever they were handshaking. And I thought, oh, my gosh, his middle finger and ring finger are the exact same length. So then I got into this research about what does that mean? And, of course, you know, there's palm reading and there's like the whole frou-frou stuff about, mm-hmm. you know, what X, Y, Z means. And so it's supposed to mean like this whole masculine uh, a lot of testosterone when you're in the womb. And Which makes so, sense for Bruce Wayne. Right. And then so that's then I try to figure out how to write that into a yeah. joke. And so then I ended up making fun of the narrator by writing that one. I, mine are not even close. <laughs> to the same length? To the same length. My well, pointer finger and ring finger about the same length. What were the two fingers again? The middle finger and the ring finger. Uh, you, mine are the same length. Whoa. whoa you're so masculine. Oh, no. no, you know what? The, well, close. The middle <laughs> finger might be a little longer. Never mind. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but they're close you were almost almost cool almost mine makes complete sense because i am i am not a masculine dude are you out of uh tabs jonathan or did you want to mention something else well the only other thing i, I had one sin that got cut that um i don't know about, i just thought it was kind of funny yeah um, now's the time man get it out there so I love like how in movies like uh i just i like i, I love kids imaginations in general like i just love how kids give like uh things that don't have life life you know like they'll say hi to like uh you know desks and walls and stuff like that and there's this there's this little girl at the beginning of monster house and she's driving her tricycle and she's saying hello to everything she's like hello tree hello yard and then she says like hello leaves and then she starts doing this like manic laughter (laughs) and she's driving through all the leaves and they're scattering everywhere so i wrote I love the imagination of a young child. I love that they give humanistic qualities to everything they see. But with this in mind, that means she is currently brutally murdering all of these leaves and is perfectly fine with it. That's nice. 
because that's all I could like think of. Like it's like if she like you know if she's being this nice to them now she's just she's just hello them. hello leaves hello, let leaves. me destroy you. <laughs> We talked about uh, this uh, next one that I had on my tabs in a previous episode for how long somebody could hang upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came from Gotham because our heroes were hanging upside down. And that's whenever I learned that, you oh. know, it also come like your heart can't pump blood. But then also, depending on how long like you you hang there, like you're sometimes you're in. Uh, your innards can compress against your lungs mm-hmm. and you can actually suffocate. Yes. It's terrible, and they yeah. had probably been there for a minute because they were knocked out. Yeah, what yeah. was the answer? What like it uh, can, you can hang upside down for quite a, quite a right. long time. Oh, like, How, like is there a, a number? Is there a number where you're for, for sure be dead though? Uh, no, I wasn't able to, and also I got so disturbed by the insides compressing the lungs, I decided <laughs> to stop looking, and she's like, you know what, I have my answer, he would still be alive, moving on. <laughs> it probably depend on the person, too, I mean, uh, um, like as, a smaller person might, I don't know what the difference would be, but I would think a smaller person and a larger person, it would be a little different. I yeah. don't know. I'd be dead within three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> You well, that's prob- what I'm saying. I don't know out. that maybe the smaller person would die quicker. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the sign. I don't know what it would actually be. I'm just guessing. Inner I mean, fortitude. Physically, it would have to be a little different. Inner fortitude probably plays a, a part in that. Yeah. And having had a child, um, my insides are all stretched out, so I would <laughs> for sure die quick. <laughs> well, and it's also like, when was the last time you ate? When was the last time you had? Well, we're thinking way too much about this, but like, but this is what you, you do water? on keeping tabs. Yeah, this is what we do. The last one that I had was: Is a swinging light a real interrogation technique? Because <laughs> you see that in movies where so. it has like the light that kind of swings. Yeah, and I just wondered: Is this actually a valid interrogation technique? All right, I want to know what you found, but my my instinct was always that they use the light to make the person uncomfortable, so they like right. shine it in their eyes yeah. and then after they're done shining it they let it go and that's why it's swinging yeah and i thought it was kind of like a hypnotic type feel like Mm. it's just the sway of it sort of loot like makes you just kind of feel right like Like a booty twerk very similar (laughs) if if the butt had a light on it too that's what i'm saying it's the modern pocket watch call back do you like do you think that most places (laughs) even have a light that can do that. I mean, because you would think most police stations, they're just gonna, it's gonna be, you know, fluorescent bulbs. Well, I don't know about police stations, but I will tell you, I've bumped my head on enough restaurant lighting to know that, that they are definitely, that they are there. definitely there. Oh Gosh. yeah, yeah, no, they exist. I'm just saying, like in a, like a, I don't know. And then it feels like most of the in, like interrogation scenes you see, like where they've been taped and those like true crime shows and mm-hmm. stuff. It, you never see anything like that. No, I don't mean anything. I I think there's I think movies and TV shows make up a lot of that stuff. I I get the feeling that it's it's all for ambiance. True. No, I think they make it up. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's not real. I did not find anything incredibly specific about it, mostly because I started learning about like actual interrogations. Yeah, I'm sure it has much more again to do with, you know, uh, shining a light on them making them uncomfortable making so you can see them but they can't see you as well you know that kind of thing um so you're reading them but they can't read you exactly all that kind of it stuff was a super dumb montage i didn't too, like it we way. all kind of sinned that oh, in our horrible. own ways yeah it was really it, i was definitely one was, where we had lots of vaults it was supposed it to be felt like it was from a different show and I apologize. I do have one more. Go for it. No, that's great. No, okay. do it. This is a cut sin that I will try to find a way to get into another script someday. Great. This is one that cannot die. 
Um, there's this moment whenever uh, Gordon returns back to the apartment and Barbara is clearly like just got all dolled up and she's wearing uh-huh. a dress and makeup and stuff. Yeah. And then and then he's like, babe, I don't want to go. And she's like, OK, you know, and I'm like, don't let that person get all dressed up. So here's the sin that I wrote. Jim knew he didn't want to go to this party long before he tells Barbara. He let her get all dressed up and then he cancels. And I said, don't be a dick, Jim. Barbara wants to stay in her PJs and scratch the underside of her tits just as much as you do. (laughs) (laughs) And I want this joke to live. So I'm going to try to find a way to get the PJs and scratching the underside of the tits in some way. That was an alt there, right? That's why that one didn't make it. Like the other one just got chosen. No, it's because someone doesn't like me. (laughs) No. Yeah, I think it was an alt. There was another one that was like about a fireplace being on from the props department. Yeah. Whatever props department. I'm not bitter. No, no, no. I can tell. <laughs> that was your joke, wasn't it, Aaron? I'm not saying. I have no idea. <laughs> Don't even know what you're talking about. No, it's fun, though. But I think this one, uh, for me, is fun because it's a female perspective. Yes, exactly. Like, none of the guys would write something like that. Although we scratch the underside, too. I know. I watch you do it all the time, and you can do it. But if I do, it's sexual. So <laughs> let's just let us all be human here. We have itches. <laughs> That's right. Let us scratch our itches. That's right. Uh, all right, ready to move on to the comment section? Let's sure. do it. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, let's see each pick a uh, comment or few uh, to respond to in this week's videos. Uh, also, general feedback included here as well. And we do have a question that came from Twitter that we will get to. But first, let's take cool. a look at the comments. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What's a comment that you saw that you liked? Um, well... And I guess we kind of already talked about that, so maybe I want. Well, I, well the, the one thing I was really curious about was the music video sends one. So mm-hmm. I immediately, like when that got released, I immediately went to the comments, and overall, like that one was really positive. Um, yeah. Uh, one person put, "I wish I could like this more than once." Uh, one person put, "When will this be on the trending page?" Like they thought it should have been <laughs> trending on thirty-five <laughs> second video. Yeah, um, so I just I thought that was pretty fascinating. Um, that, uh, but also the but the one I did pull for Monster House was that um, Mega Soul Hero said he said this movie is honestly better than most modern horror films. That's what he said. And then there were there were some other he or she, and then there were some other people that made some comments about that scaring them as a child. Yeah, and I wasn't young when this came out. I mean, this was just thirteen years ago. So. I thought that was really interesting um, because one person even mentioned it and Chicken Run gave them nightmares. Chicken Run? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was Random ACC said, I blame this movie and Chicken Run for the numerous nightmares I had growing up. You know what? Yeah, that and was... I was trying to remember. The reason I found that interesting because I was trying to remember like what in Chicken Run oh, was scary. I know what it is. What is it? It's the, it's the meat pies. It's the oh, factory where they're going to yeah. get ground up into the meat pies. <gasps> That is and terrifying. She, and she is terrifying. Like, the owner of the farm is... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, I guess thinking about getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, chewed uh. up in a machine and, Ooh, and baked into, into a, a pie. pie, I think that is fairly frightening. Well, yep. and it's the... You know, it's got the correlations with, like, Nazi camps, because it's basically sure. the Great Escape. Yeah, it is the Great Escape. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is the Great Escape. Yeah. And um, so I was like, that surely that wasn't scaring children. You know, like, they weren't... They <laughs> right, weren't, they weren't aware of that. that. Yeah. Aaron, what'd you no, think? That well, that's funny that you you chose one from Mega Soul Hero because I have one from Mega Soul Hero on a different video. So, Interesting. way to go, Mega Soul Hero! You truly are the hero of the Mega Souls. <laughs> so, this one is from the Gone in sixty seconds video, and they said this didn't take sixty seconds. This took over fifteen minutes. Clickbait. Unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there were so many comments like that. Why wasn't this video 60 seconds? I thought the, the clickbait <laughs> unsubscribe was really hilarious. So, so funny. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that one in there. Uh, the one that I picked was from Monster House. Okay. From Bill M. Wooderson. Uh, I have this one, too. I find this. Is it nice. about the sirens? Yes. Okay. I thought this was super fascinating. Me, too. Okay. Uh, th- and thank you, Bill, for writing because um, we get to learn about, you know, real life stuff. I love this. There was a sin about sirens. Right. About- no siren, never a good sign. Right. So he says, no siren, never a good sign. As an EMT, I can say that no siren is more often a good sign than not. Usually running without lights and sirens mean that the patient is not in critical and that, quote unquote, running hot would not significantly impact the patient's outcome. On the flip side, even if someone has coded, we will use lights and sirens in the chance that a, re- a resuscitation would still be possible. Yeah, I found that fascinating. I did too. Because I did. No. I assumed once somebody died that they would run without sirens. But no. they're saying it's exactly the, the opposite. opposite uh, that the only time they would run without lights and sirens is if somebody's fine. Yeah. So, like yeah. a scraped knee. <laughs> yeah, I had that one as well. I just didn't copy the name over. Did but, uh, yeah, no, I had that one as well. I thought that was interesting. Did Did you go in an ambulance for a scraped knee today? I've never that... been in an ambulance, it's... unlike someone else I know. <laughs> I don't remember it. You do not remember I, it. I'm sure you or, don't. Or the following three weeks of my life. So you were kind of a jerk there for a minute. I, I what people were talking about that on my vacation. <laughs> the people I vacation with, they were like, "You." It you, was amazing. You were you were kind of mean there for a while. It was so interesting to see that side of you. The real you. Is it the real me? <laughs> no. I'm just a meanie? No. No. Maybe. Were... Who knows? Oh, so you're talking about after you were resuscitated, after you were like alert. You don't remember some of that? No, I don't remember anything from no. those three weeks. Yeah. yeah even after I was alert and apparently doing well. And you came home. You do remember a little bit of that, but that was still pretty foggy. Oh, yeah. It's pretty foggy for about you were three mad. weeks. I barely remember. I went and did a work event like a month after I was down and I barely remember that. And I was working like 12 hour days. Can I tell you what you were mad about? What was I mad about? That this had inconvenienced your life. <laughs> you, of course. You kept going back to, I don't know why they put a tube down my throat. I was fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. They jacked it is up funny, my throat. though, like when you're I sick and stuff, how you get irritated that you can't go do anything. Even though if you were well, you'd be perfectly fine, like laying on the couch. And, yeah. now, and now I'm in pain because I had the surgery, so I can't sleep well. And I was fine. Like, <laughs> why is everybody all worked up? I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was amazing. I've heard I've heard that the the drugs will do yeah. that too, and so I think I was irritable because of the oh, high yeah. the high mm-hmm. dosage oh, yeah, of of drugs yeah. in my system. Your wife and I were texting several times, like it'll be fine. Let's just let the drugs go through a system. <laughs> and apparently, it takes like six months for some yeah. of those heavy drugs to get out. So, mm-hmm. in fact, maybe it takes six years, and I just have a license <laughs> to be a jerk <laughs> to, to be a jerk anytime I want <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, I can't believe I missed you being a jerk. Yeah. It was amazing i was actually really proud of you <laughs> i asked this when i met when i met his wife uh at sin week i asked her if he ever got mad and she's like no yeah i think we all just were like you know this is not normal yeah we, we, there was a little bit of a fear that you know you had brain, changed for good you had brain damage uh-huh. and this was how it was expressing itself <laughs> She said, like, you never even really get mad at your kids, or, like, at least you never, you know, express that anger at them. And I'm like, you have four children, and you know. don't, like, you've never yelled at a kid? No, I've yelled at kids. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've for certain yelled at my children. It does not happen often. Uh, I, you know, well, that's I, good. I'm trying to protect the relationship at all costs, and sometimes uh, I probably fall way too far in the leniency camp. 
Um, but that's because I'm just so, like I said, I'm naive and it's all about unity and redemption and, and I'm, I'm much more apt to, to try to find common ground than I am to, you know, get upset. Yeah. yeah, I'm a lot more lenient than I probably should be, but also my daughter is a perfect angel. Well, so, there's that. There's you know, that as well. I ne- we can't all have those. Yeah, I never had any of those. Uh, I had one from Everything Wrong uh, with Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, I guess I should just say Gone in 60 Seconds. I copied the title of the thing. You're fine. You're Sorry good. about that. Um, this is from Michael Marburger. He says, all these a-holes are wide awake for like four days straight. <laughs> And I, I, it's true, right? Like yeah. In the movie, they don't ever sleep. That's I always well, thought. I always thought that about the TV show Twenty Four. I'm like, when does Jack Bauer sleep? Yeah. <laughs> good. good <laughs> or when question. does he like go to the bathroom? Yeah. 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 But they like yeah. But the the timing in Gone in sixty seconds is insane too. And then you know I don't know who Barrett or Jeremy wrote the sin, but that sin towards the end where it's like, well, if it just came down to where they were going to do it all in twelve hours, what did all the other you know when they showed us like how much time they had left? What did that matter? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like when it said they had forty eight hours, like well, who cares? They're going to do all this in twelve hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So just you know, just go to that. Any other ones? Yeah, I got one from Exemplar Kyle, uh, and this is from the Monster House video, and this is an example of the humor in this uh, this movie that I love. Exemplar Kyle says, seriously, no sin off for this banger of an adult joke in a kid's movie? And then he quotes the joke. What is that? I think that's the uvula. Oh, so it's a girl house uh, in the movie. You get it today because... <laughs> well, we, we can't catch... We can't do them all. U- yeah. Uvula, you might think, like, uh, you know, uterus or... You know, female parts. You, you get you it. You can't think of one that's more on the nose, like fallopian tube. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up there. Uh, I have another one from Gotham, but it's super, super long, and I just realized you probably don't want to listen to me read it. But I did see one from Gabriel, um, who kind of goes into this whole explanation about like the major, major differences between Gotham and the t- uh, the comics and how atrocious it is of what they've done. And then the next comment below is from Matt that says, this is the greatest on-screen portal of Bruce Wayne, Jim Gordon, and Joker, and Penguin, and Riddle, and all the other characters. <laughs> Gotham was the best show ever, and I hate Fox for canceling it. <laughs> like, we're right. all, we're all but dogging on it. But that's the thing about it. adaptations, though. Like, like, even if you don't do the exact way it happened in the book or in the comic or whatever it is, you can still capture, like, the essence of the character. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think I think that gets lost sometimes because I think a lot of people want you know either they want to see their like their favorite scene or they want this to happen or that to happen. But um, I mean, adapting anything is tough. If our comment sections are proof of anything, it's that people feel differently about everything. That's, uh, well, that's there, are, there are fans and haters of every single thing out there, and they will argue because that's what we do. We did have a couple of questions directly from you guys uh yeah somebody on twitter asked why we don't talk about the sin cast as part of behind the sins and i guess we don't listen to it that's that's um, one answer number one is why would we ever listen to that trash (laughs) uh and uh i mean we're kidding (laughs) it's not true i in fact i listen every monday when i work out uh i listen um, the I think the actual answer is it's a lot of content. Like that mm-hmm. would be uh, that would have to be a, a sin cast response 
podcast would have to be its own podcast and it's a little meta even for us yeah and, to do that and guys so. this is super this is super inside information we actually are trying to make this podcast only one hour long <laughs> now we are failing at that goal i think we shoot for 90 i think i think we gotta <laughs> think give ourselves 90 at this point we need yeah, it i think we gotta give ourselves 90 yeah it is a lot of content um although although they do say some great stuff and 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 sometimes it does show up in fact we did talk about the cloaca although i heard it pronounced a different way on another podcast Ooh, really? how'd you hear it pronounced this I, is very important this I, is i mean as far as sin's universe you know importance this is at the foundation i thought it was cloaca cloaca but I don't know, like, man. Like with I, an I? I immediately forgot about it because I'm like, well, they said it wrong. Cloaca? Cloaca, maybe? I don't Cloaca. freaking know. Let's see if it's, I can find well, it. Well, it's Cloaca we as far do, as we're we concerned. We don't do any research it's on this Cloaca. podcast. So why am I doing this? Now, why are you doing research? Cloaca. Cloaca we got it right. See, That's all Cloaca. that matters. It was on another podcast. The other podcast got it wrong. Voyage to the Stars. That's, so that's why. <laughs> That's why we don't do that one. Is that is that the actual answer? Mm-hmm. That's why we don't, we don't talk about Syncast because we just don't. That's the answer. <laughs> I, I mean, well, it's just a podcast about another podcast. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess those probably exist, but sure they do. Uh, the other question we got was also from Twitter. This is from Shoshana, who says, "What do you think has been the biggest challenge of the being in the Cinemasins universe?" This was a direct message to me, but I thought it was a good question for all Great. of us. Yeah. My answer was self doubt. <laughs> that has been in what way? Uh, you know. Well, no, I, I, I mean, yes, I do kind of know, but explain a little further. Like, so what do you mean when you say self-doubt? Uh, like just, you know, you, you watch something and you write something and while you're writing, you're like, this is horrible. This doesn't, this isn't going to help the team at all. This is probably more of a nightmare. Then you turn it in and it's like, great job. And then, you know, as your stuff gets used and then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I didn't suck horribly at that. Mm. I'll, I'll try worse next time. <laughs> So for me, it's been self-doubt. It's been a lot of just really questioning whether or not I'm good at this at all Mm. or I'm making an impact. Because I don't like doing things where I don't make an impact. I don't want to just do something to do something. Right. I like when I know that there is that it's helpful in some way um, or in a major, major way. And and that can be in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that can even just be brightening someone's day, right? Like making someone smile. That's what I always think when I'm writing or finding purpose. I just think of how many people I'm going to make laugh, you know, yeah. or make smile. And that just, man, there's there are a few things more powerful than humor. Or you know? instantly angering someone with your joke. <laughs> you know, that's You know, if different. that's what you're looking forward to, if <laughs> no, that's no, your no. purpose, no, no. <laughs> we may have a, a deeper discussion to have to have. No. But I thought that was a good question. So I thought I'd ask you guys the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. what's been one of the biggest challenges about working in the CinemaSins universe or the Sinsverse, as I call it? What do you think, Jonathan? Um, I mean, I think initially just finding that voice. It's uh, I mean, it's crazy to think how many of us write on these and they all kind of not sound the same. Well, yeah, I mean, they do kind of. I mean, we all have we all have to write for that same uh, character. So I think just finding you know, finding a style where I was writing for the narrator, not just saying, not just writing things like I would say them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was pretty tough. Uh, I'm not, and actually, if you listen to the syncast that comes out this week that Aaron and I were on, I talk about this a little bit and my problems watching the movie Whiplash. Um, I don't really care for conflict too much. I mean, I have an issue with it. Um, I just, I mean, that's that's a me thing. But uh, so I guess, you know, some of the stuff that's happened, like we talked earlier about, I don't know if that's going to be in the episode, we talked about Twitter because we have a lot of positive feedback, which is amazing. But uh, dealing with the negative feedback was tough. Um, it's not that it ever gets easy, but um, 
Um, I think I've gotten better at it, I guess. So I think those are probably a couple of things early on that I've, you know, dealt with. Yeah. I identify a lot with the narrator voice finding that, um, mm-hmm. you know, is, is a process. Um, for me, I think, uh, I think for me, uh, fighting my own over exuberance is probably a big challenge because I want, I have, when I have ideas, I just want them to happen like immediately. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I enter into any new work environment or any new, you know, opportunity to, you know, do something with a group of people, um, I have a 10, I have a tendency to brainstorm all these different things. And I think it's, it can be a bit overwhelming, uh, not just for them, but also for me to think, oh, here's an idea and here's an idea and here's an idea. And it's just like, I need to do better at my challenge is doing better at walking alongside an existing, you know, thing like cinema sins is and just being, okay, how can I help here? How can I help here? Mm-hmm. It's sometimes hard for me to just, you know, be and, uh, but one thing I found that made this easy with cinema sins is the collaboration is so great and everybody is so open to ideas and open to things that I, I never feel like anything I say is taken personally or taken wrong. So that, you know, that makes it a little easier for somebody (laughs) like me. me Do you remember when we, we put the first, uh, the game of Thrones pilot and we put the first, you know, we put the first TV sends video together and we sent it off to them. Yeah. And it just felt like, I mean, I, I'm sure it wasn't as long as it really felt like, but like we just didn't hear anything back because everybody was just busy right, uh, with other stuff. And we were just, you know, uh, so it, it took a while for them to get back to us. And I just remember us both, like we'd email each other, like, have you heard anything yet? Has like, <laughs> Jeremy like just mentioned it to you? And you'd be like, no, has Chris mentioned anything to you? I'm like, no. So well, there's a little re- bit of time there where we were like, uh, is this is this going to happen? Or are they going to get somebody else to do it? <laughs> well, and originally I was I had done the narration on the first version, too. Yeah. And so waiting to hear back, like, do they hate like I thought, oh, no, they hate my narration, you know, which obviously was proved by the fact that they didn't use it. But um, I, I think that was much <laughs> more of a branding decision. Talking about. I mean, I think when you write something, when you create anything, I mean, you're exposing yourself in a way like that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Yeah. When and, into uh, any creative even process, if it's, you can even if it's negative feedback, like I think I just personally like I'd rather just like rip the bandaid off. Just tell me immediately. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, just because there's only a few, there's not very many of us working here. There's only six of us. And um, sometimes, you know, it takes a minute to get back to somebody. And that sometimes that's just kind of like you're like, did they hate what I wrote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that has been a, a hard part for me, too. But like, I think the self-doubt comes out on top as far as like anytime you do something, anytime you have any kind of job, there's going to be hard parts to it. And uh, when Shoshana wrote me, she was, I think, looking for encouragement on her own journey to finding like what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for everyone to sort of share the hard stuff and the good stuff, because it can seem like, oh, this is like the best thing ever. And it is super fun and it's great. And there's a lot of positives to it. But there are hard parts to anything that you do. So oh, absolutely. This was just one of the biggest challenges, at least. So great question. And we always love hearing from you guys. Yeah, please yes. uh, hit us up. You can also email us at behind the sins pod at gmail.com behind the sins pod at gmail.com. You can try to connect with us on Twitter as well. Uh, we do appreciate that. All right, let's move on to beyond the sins to infinity and beyond somewhere beyond my wildest dream to boldly go where no man has gone before. What's something in uh, the world of pop culture that you uh, want to chat about? Um, I'll go first because I saw Hobbs and Shaw, baby. 
And awesome. I thought you were probably going to talk about that, so I didn't put that in as mine. Your hands are pressed together, and you're like rubbing them back and forth, and yes. they're kind of like, huh. I'm, not, I'm glad you're talking about this. I think this is a really interesting thing to talk about. I'm building up the, the friction of mm-hmm. getting ready to express my opinion in the, I'm the so rubbing curious. of my hands. Is it good? Uh, you know, it's really, it's kind of interesting, because I, I have a pop culture podcast where we're going to review this fully. Sif uh, Pop, by the way, if you want to check it out, Sif Pop. Uh, is the podcast. I was on Sif Pop once and I got kicked off. You did not get kicked off. You I asked know. to leave. I know. Uh, I was so just let's just be that. very clear. I just want to You are welcome back on Sif Pop at <laughs> any fact, point. I, can, I was just razzing I you. I still remember you being on. This is a long time ago. I, I have a weird memory, but I remember you being on as a guest and uh, it was like a top 10 of the year or something. And I remember Andrew saying that he let you sit in your chair. Or yeah. <laughs> yes. Because like whenever you're there, he feels like he needs to yeah. move. Yeah, he does. That's really sweet. It is. Anyway, sorry, Aaron. You were talking no, about No, but it's interesting because we took the week off. Uh, there was no Sif Pop this week. So I haven't even talked about this on Sif Pop. So this is like, uh, uh-huh. it's a little oh, weird. I feel like order. I'm cheating on my other podcast well, in a little bit. Well, they feel like they're being cheated on. So uh, you're about to make everyone so upset. I had so much fun. Now, now part of this has to do with the fact that I saw it with like three guy friends that I only get together with a couple times a year. We're like the best of buds. Uh, one of them actually has been mentioned on the Sincast before. His name is Brian. We've mentioned him on Sif Pop as well. He's like the funnest person ever to watch movies with because he cannot help but verbally respond to everything that happens on the screen i don't mean talk but i just mean like he, <gasps> yeah yeah exactly like so, exclamations yeah he, he's just so fun and this is the perfect movie to watch with him so i have this perfect environment and mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those movies where it is so ridiculous and so over the top and it knows it and it's so much fun in that way but it's also kind of great in a like character way. I think The Rock's character in this is really interesting. Uh, I think the relationship between Jason Statham and The Rock is really interesting in it uh, and fun. Uh, I think the, the humor in the movie is done really well. There are a couple of surprises that I am not going to give away here. Uh, that are not in the trailer. Hobbs is pregnant. That I said I wasn't going to give it away. <laughs> With Shaw's baby. Shaw's baby. What was that movie where the guy gets pregnant, like from like the eighties or whatever? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. One? What was that one? Uh, uh, junior. Yeah, yes. Junior is what that was called. Oh, that was so great when you're seven. So yeah, so it's a surprise sequel to Junior, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, there's, and I'm not even going to tell you what kind of surprises they are because I, I don't know what, I guess what's really frustrating with the, the surprises I'm talking about is that most people won't consider them spoilers. In fact, most movies would have promoted these things as something in, in the trailer and the poster. Yeah, it was nice to be like, kind of just surprised. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so because of that, I think I don't. I don't think anybody who doesn't see this movie right away isn't going to know this because I think most people will just tell you this because they don't think it's a spoiler. But it was but it was one of those things that was really fun uh, in the movie. And one of them was maybe the best thing about this movie. Uh, And I just I I really had a good time. I had a lot of fun. I thought uh, Vanessa Kirby, who I had only seen like in smaller parts and a couple of things. Yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, oh I love her. And she plays off them. And talk about, like, compare that to, like, Angelina Jolie and Gone in 60 Seconds. Right. I mean, she plays off them really well. And, I mean, I do think it's ridiculous that her and Jason Statham are supposed to be, like, brother and sister. And they, like, were right. children together when they're, like, over 20 years apart. But, um, and it, and it looks like they're over 20 years apart. Yeah. But, um, but you know, th- this is definitely one of those... 
you're going to have to just have some disbelief. It is what it is. I mean, oh man, you, you, you're going to have to suspend all the disbelief. All of um, them. I mean, there, there's 20 there's, disbeliefs. There's, there's a moment with the rock towards the end of this movie where he pulls something, uh, and it is, I mean, the, the, the theater went wild. Mm-hmm. It is the most ridiculous and amazing thing, uh, I, uh that I, maybe I've ever seen. Oh it was man, great. now I want to see this movie. Oh, it's Idris so Elba, ridiculous. I always love Idris Elba, but he's, he is a perfect bad guy. And he's in, in this kind of movie. Spoiler! <laughs> Sorry. Well, that, no. I'm just being silly. I'm being silly. Literally, like, I believe three minutes into the movie, he pops up, she asks who he is, and he says, bad guy. <laughs> That's literally his first line is, I'm the bad yeah. guy. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I want to sandwich mine this week. Okay. Because I'm I'm going to talk about a book this week, and it, it, it's, it might be something that's, a, like, a little awkward, so I'm just going to, like, quickly mention it. Oh, no. Because this is a book that's written by a Christian author. Oh, okay. And I'm saying, it's called Unoffendable. The the author's Brant Hansen, and I did not want to like this book, and I did, and so that's frustrating and also like worth talking about a little bit, you know? Sure. Um, and I think the reason I wanted to mention it is, first of all, if like any kind of Christian conversation is a trigger for you, this is not the book for you. Uh, but if which I, is I, funny because it's called Unoffendable, <laughs> right? It is. Oh God, it is. And so like. Here's the thing. I read a lot of different kinds of things. I watch a lot of different kinds of things. This just happens to be in that like more religious vein, but it's not overly religious. In fact, it's it's kind of even talking to the religious culture being offended about everything well, probably, and they're not supposed to be. It's probably religious in the same way like uh, you know, like a Pete Holmes podcast is, you know, they talk about religion in a way that's accessible. Yeah, to... it's super not, it's it's not coming at you. Right. It's not one of those books where it's like, here's all the things you're doing wrong. It's more like, hey, as a, as a people, we're supposed to love each other. And if someone does something different than you, you're actually not supposed to be pissed about that. Right. You're supposed to just like, let it be what it is and stay in your own lane and work on yourself. So... As much as I know that that's true, what ended up happening as I've read this book is I've realized that uh, I am super offended about certain things. And Mm -hmm. so I've got like a lot of work to do. It was like an affirmation that I've done a lot of personal work and I'm really proud of myself for that. But then there's this whole other load of crap that I've got to work through. And so I kind of felt like I wanted to mention it because um, it's it was good. It was a good reminder about working on it because you I don't want to be the kind of person that's upset all the time in certain parts of my life i kind of want to be chill all around being, that would be like being a nice offended job. is such a waste of energy it really is and so in some ways I, i've got it i'm like yeah i'm not offended by that like you can talk about whatever you want to talk about i'm not offended if you're not a christian i'm not offended if you are like da, 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 you know and i can work in that but then in other areas which i won't mention because it's way too personal man i've got some serious anger problems <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I just thought it was a really great book because the way that he approached writing about it, um, it sort of just opens that thing. It, it it opens the topic. It doesn't like make you feel like crap. It just sort mm. of opens it and says, hey, take a look at yourself and see what you see. So and it also is a really quick read. It's not yeah. one of those where you're reading like a theology book about the Bible. It's more like mm-hmm. here's a topic about not being offended. OK, have a nice day. Sort of a feel. So I hate this That's book. Interesting. Are you offended by it? I hate this book very much, <laughs> uh, but that's mostly due to my own professional jealousy 
and uh, the fact that I had an idea to write this book uh, a while back, and, uh, and he got to it first. And he got so, to it first. Yeah. Well, you can write your own book. So. You should write a book called Unoffendable, the better version. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Brant can't be offended by it. That's right. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jonathan? What's your Beyond the Sin? Um, so this show started, it just premiered last week. I just watched the first episode this weekend, so it's only one episode in, but I am really, really fascinated by this. It's on the Sundance channel. I don't know, because I know a lot of people, it's really weird thinking about how, like, I feel like I'm in the minority having cable. But Yeah, um, this is funny. I think there's probably, like, there's probably, like, a Sundance app or Sundance now. I mean, there's probably ways to watch this if you look for it, but it's called No One Saw a Thing. There is this town um, called Skidmore. And it's a very small town. I think somebody in this episode says there's like 280 people in it. Um, there is this guy that was essentially like the town bully. Um, have either one of you heard about this? No, not at all. Okay. I'm, I'm riveted. It's a true story. This guy, his name was Ken Rex McElroy, and um, they called him the town bully. I think he's a little more than that. He um, One horrible thing he did, he raped a 13-year-old woman and then married her so she couldn't testify against him. Oh, ugh. He was well. I mean, he's 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 accused of this. He's accused right. of shooting a grocery store owner, uh, burning down a house, and in 1981, in July of 1981, um, he was shot. Uh, this, this almost sounds like murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. He was shot 12 times in the middle of town okay. and shot in his car and killed. And there was about they think there was about 60 people around that general area. But like as the title says, you know, no one saw a thing, or that's how they decided to uh, to go about it. And there was even a there was a full on investigation because a person was murdered. Depend regardless of how awful the person was, a person was murdered, and so there was an investigation, and no one was ever arrested. No one was found guilty. The town just basically shut their mouths and uh, wow. wouldn't give anybody up. So this was in 1981. So a lot of these people have actually died because they were older at the time um and this was you know almost 40 years ago but they show like some old there was a segment that 60 minutes did in 1982 um with morley safer interviewing a bunch of the townspeople so they show a lot of that but what's also interesting is that a couple of things one the the wife the one that i guess he supposed you know he was accused of raping um you know she's talking about how the whole thing was way overblown and that he didn't do a lot of the things he was accused of doing. And uh, his kids basically defend him as well. Um, he had two kids. And um, then also you find out that a lot of weird stuff happened in the town after that. Like there was um, there were some suicides. The, the crime rate goes up significantly. So it seems like the show is going to kind of get more into that about like how this crime – uh, I guess affected the town itself, and I don't know. It's just it's fascinating. Um, kind of sounds like you know another uh, another true crime kind of yeah. It's investigation. How, I think if you liked um, uh, what was the what was the real popular making of a murderer? If yeah, you making a murderer. That I I think this will be right up your alley. Uh, Skidmore is a city in Nottaway County, Missouri. Uh, the population was two hundred and eighty four. The okay. 2010 census. The small farming community had a yearly pumpkin show. Until 2004. So there you go. Uh, do you, are, you, are you aware? I, I completely forgot you guys are in Missouri. Are you aware of that town? Uh, yeah, that was all from memory. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I had I'd never heard of it before. I think it's like uh, north of Kansas City about an hour, if I'm looking at it correctly. But uh, Yeah, but like I said, it's on the Sundance channel. Probably about the day this airs is probably when the new episode's on. 
It's like we and don't even know how to handle when things air weekly anymore. It's I like, know. What, do you, what do you mean they're not all available? Yeah, it's like you got to wait. What? What is this waiting that you speak of? I don't like waiting. That's Beyond the Sins. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for Beyond... Nope, not Beyond. Beyond the Sins. Beyond the Sins. Oh, yeah. That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Also, go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says, and he is at Sam Lewis 13 So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Check one, two. Check one, two. Bing, bong, bong. Bada, bum, bum, bum. Bada, da, 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 da. You're still not smiling. After all of that, I have literally just boobop a doo 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 like a freaking puppet over here. I'm trying to problem solve. All right, fine. I'll just go back to rewatching the last three minutes of this video. I mean, you're coming through the microphone. Why doesn't it come through when you tap it? Um, that picture you drinking the milkshakes were those your kids? Uh, two of them were. Okay, because the one. Like when I was looking at the picture, it would be the one on the left, looks uh-huh. straight up like Harry Styles. Uh, yeah, that's not mine. Uh, he is one, oh, okay. one of my my friend's oldest, and Taco uh, Bell kid. Yeah, he Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he shot his senior pictures at Taco Bell, and it went viral. <laughs> and so he's kind of known as the Taco Bell guy, uh, Taco <laughs> Bell kid. But Taco Bell hired him to come out and do a, a fashion show in L.A for like Taco Bell fashion. So he has like all When these... did he do these? Was this recent when he did these pictures? 3, 4 years ago? It would have been 3 years ago. Oh, okay. That sounded familiar, but it was something more recent. He started it. He's like the original Taco Bell kid, <laughs> you know, like it was all him. So yeah, he is uh... I am a little jealous of the Taco Bell hoodie. It's nice, right? It's super Remember great. Remember when we were kids how hard it was to become famous? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not frustrated at all. I'm happy. I'm ready to record a podcast. That's how happy I am. We were just looking at the the output, the output levels, and we couldn't hear anything. But it said that there was like a lot of volume coming through. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. But- oh, what if it's something living inside the computer? <laughs> That's gonna be really weird, though, if you play this back and there's like this other person uh, talking. <laughs> I know. No, <laughs> no. I'm gonna keep on talking. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I, I really genuinely thought you were going for. <laughs> hey, I smell like raw sewage. That's an issue. <laughs> but no, no, yeah. that doesn't bother you. Nope, nope, nope. Bothers other people more than me, apparently. Uh. <laughs> I burped out of my mouth. Well, I was just down there, wasn't I? I know. Yeah, how was that? You got to hang out with everybody. You guys got to do a podcast together on the Syncast. How mm-hmm. was it? Did it was you miss great. me? Was it was did you put up like a all little picture talked, of me? All in the we corner? talked about was you. And we bragged to... that we had a girl. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> did you really? Yeah, we really did. <laughs> we're we, diverse. We got yeah, a girl. Yeah, Jeremy said we were the we were the most diverse <laughs> podcast on the network. That's true. Do you really have pink hair? Me?
Oh yeah, every yeah. Year. That's I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's a filter, but that's what it looks like on your uh, Discord picture. No, no, it's totally a filter. Um, I, actually, I showed it to my husband. It was a Snapchat filter. I showed it to my husband, and he was like, "I like the hair, but the piercings and the dark lipstick is is does, I don't like that." I mean, I can tell like on the face there was filter because you know it always looks different. Like it's got like that like creepy like CG uh, look to it, but um, that uh, 2006 Monster House look. Yeah, there you go. What are we talking about that? <laughs> You've done some interesting things with your hair, though. I remember when yeah. you shaved one side. Yep. And then you did a like I a red my, dye. Yep. I had my hair in like this, think like Fifth Element hairstyle. Yeah. Yep. And then before you knew me, I also did like a faux mohawk for a while. We call those a faux hawk. You can just combine that. Plastic leather uh-huh. is what I also call it. You can call it pleather. Right. That's fine. I have a problem with those things. <laughs> Today, we Part of what we do at CinemaSins is portmanteau things, like things that should never be portmanteaued. And, and Danae and has this them. bad habit of undoing all portmanteaus. Somebody has to. <laughs> Somebody has to be the opposite. No, that's actually a great thing. You should take, if there's like a common portmanteau, you should absolutely like separate it all the way out. Yeah. Can we talk about what a portmanteau is first though? Sure. Sure. Okay, cool. What is that? It's where you combine two words to one word or more than two words. Well, that makes sense. If it's a double portmanteau, you call it a portmanteau. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when my jokes get complete silence for more than two seconds. That's... It's always the best. All right, I'm going to yeah. take a, a quick uh, break right here. Is there some sort of like um, construction going on behind you? Is somebody using a uh, uh, like a buzz saw behind you or something? Oh no, hold! It's actually I'm sorry, my uh, my house cleaner had to come today. I think she's vacuuming. Hold on one second. It's the Roomba. <laughs> Jonathan. Are you being sucked in? Jonathan is Jonathan. being vacuumed. No! Jonathan! Oh, no, Jonathan. Oh, oh, let him live. Let him live. What if I change mine to be Danae Sins? At Danae Sins? Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> you could. You could do that, Danae. Because I do it all the time. that what was that about today <laughs> i thought that was like an like something happened <laughs> something did happen you don't know this but then stood up that was her butt by the microphone <laughs> <laughs> that's the nice. first time you've ever heard me fart how do you feel uh, great. Uh, I feel about six feet away, <laughs> wanting to be 12. <laughs> also, I feel like I'll never use that microphone again. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 